What's up, everybody, and welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting here from Studio 1A in downtown Clarendon, in the heart of Arlington County. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for episode number 63. And alongside me to help us out along the way, of course, to my right is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? Happy Bastille Day. Bastille Day. Mm -hmm. Wow. I didn't even know it was Bastille Day. I don't even know what Bastille Day <laughs> is. So it just is a day for everything, so I shouldn't be surprised. Uh, also <laughs> also to my left, our other co-host, William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? I'm not happy with Joanna's introduction. No? She's screwing with the space-time continuum enough. Uh, yes. Obviously, we we just interviewed somebody, right? which is where we already talked about Bastille Day, and now we're doing the, Good the introduction, and I don't want people to be confused later when Farley's confused by Bastille Day. Oh, right. But let's be honest. Uh -huh. Would it be that much of a stretch to that be- That you forgot 30 minutes later? <laughs> I'm, I'm confused twice about Bastille yeah. Day. Mm -hmm. I'm Bastille Day. Who's Bastille? Well, it's not a person. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, see, but I it's, mean, it's funny that you're you're putting Bastille Day in with Hug Your Mailman. Day. I know. There's always a day for storming the Bastille. <laughs> it was Whoa. a prison that held political prisoners in France at the okay. time when when France was uh, under a monarchy. Yeah, it was breaking down the feudalist system. All right, so it was a long time ago. It was. It was right after well, America got our independence. The French were yeah. inspired. Bastille Day is like the July Fourth in in the United States. Mm -hmm. It's our, in it's, France. Yes. Okay. No, in Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I that still doesn't make sense. Why we as Americans would celebrate Bastille Day? They're our allies. They gave us the Statue of Liberty. Remember? No, I like French people. Remember, I don't have any problem with that. Remember when they gave us the Statue of Liberty? And the and fries. <laughs> and bread. They and got bread. some good bread, yeah. too. I don't remember <laughs> when they gave us the Statue of Liberty. Uh, you, you're, you're setting me up for some sort of trap here with the Statue of Liberty, and I'm not falling for it. <laughs> so. Actually, you did, because they did give it to us. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. France for the Statue of Liberty. I enjoy the Statue of Liberty. I've been to the top of the Statue of Liberty. I'm not a big heights guy, and I've been to the yeah. top of the Statue of Liberty. And thank you, friends, for the military aid during the American Revolution. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, we do have a big show to get to today, guys. Uh, excited today to be joined by uh, DC Roadrunners race director, Brian Danza. He's the race director of the DC Roadrunners One Mile and 3K Track Championships that happened this Saturday. Uh, so by the time you are listening to this podcast, it would have happened. Space-time continuum that whole, issues that, that I was referring thing. to. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to sit down with Brian later on today in the program. He's he's a pilot. I think he's uh, he's a lot of things. So we'll have to get mm -hmm. into a lot of things with him uh, this afternoon on the program. Also today, I, I want to get into the, the Beer Mile recap. Yes. Uh, you know, we just mentioned their mile that they have this weekend. Our Beer Mile happened last weekend, of course. Pace the Nation was the official media sponsor of the Beer Mile. We finally found out what that means. <laughs> and I think it went fantastic. You, uh, you mean it means that we turned the mics over to Lewis Ken? <laughs> well, we did some of that. We'll talk about that a little bit later here in the program. Uh, additionally, uh, we had a, a number of, of folks give us feedback from the Susie Favor Hamilton uh, interview that was last week. I want to touch on that as well. Uh, also, we finished the Olympic trials uh, we got to recap how the PTN guests did in the Olympic trials and maybe some other notable uh, events that happened. Are we allowed to say Olympic trials? 
That's a good good question, Joanna. As the resident expert on that, can we say Olympic trials? No, we need to talk to our legal rep. <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, in the time being, maybe we should just say the big event in Eugene. The big event in <laughs> Eugene. I good think idea. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can say Olympic trials, and I don't think you can say Olympics. I, I don't know. All right, the big event in Eugene I'm happened gonna, and finished. I'm going to go with uh, Joanna on this one. Okay. Thanks to you, we owe um, men at work millions of dollars. <laughs> right. And right. millions of shoes. But I guess that's not on us. Yeah, no, that is on yeah. me. That's true. All right, the big event in Eugene finished up. Uh, PT and guests did well, and we'll get to that uh, later in the program. So the Beer Mile happened, and we were the official media sponsor. Great job by you guys. And our relay, uh, Kelly edition, uh, was uh, also uh, on our, our relay, which uh, we won our heat. Mm-hmm. So that was really exciting. I wasn't actually even sure, Joanna, that you were going to run. But I did. I did my leg. You did your leg. You did a great job. How did you guys feel from doing the one lap in the beer? Um, you know, I actually couldn't really, like, it didn't affect me. Like, I wasn't, like, burping or anything right. like that. But I don't think I could have done another lap. Yeah. And from everyone I talked to, the first lap was the easy one. And right. then two got, and three is really hard. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I actually felt okay, although not warming up and trying to sprint that 400 meters was probably not the best thing yeah. for my running. I've had awful runs this past week, be, maybe because of it. I don't know. How, how, how have your guys' runs gone since the, the race? Pretty poorly, but it was okay. worth it for the Oh, for it was, the oh spine, it's definitely worth right? it. I just want to know. Yeah. I mean, is there a cause and effect thing going on there? Docs, how have, you, how have your runs been? I'm not going to do the Marine Corps Marathon. <laughs> now, you see, he's out. <laughs> so it was a great event. It destroyed all of our running. We peaked too early is the problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that here's the deal. I think broadcasting and then jumping in the race and running a hard mile because we were all four very competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like how you it. say ran a hard mile. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Through the four of us together mm-hmm. ran ran uh, a hard hard yeah. one lapper each. Me- meanwhile, Kelly did two different races. That's true. But maybe she warmed up, maybe she had a chance to actually get things moving like we we really didn't. She was all over the place. Yeah. She's a little social butterfly. Totally. So I, at least that's the way I'm making myself feel better. All right, you you want my my race recap? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Please, honest to God, I was nervous. <laughs> I was too, and and like beforehand, I was like getting mentally ready, uh, and and I was I I was like I can't believe that I'm nervous for this lap, <laughs> this beer mile. But what I, I was I think what I was most afraid of was not the running part. You know, when you vision the race in your head before you run. Yep. And most of the time when I was when I was doing that. I was the last person there still trying to drink that beer <laughs> and everybody else is out on the on the uh course. Right. But then when we got down to it, I I think I was the third one out of the blocks w- you know with the beer in the belly. Yeah. Um so so it didn't go that that bad. I I do have one story. Uh And Docs of course did the lead off lap, so everybody yeah. was drinking beer together and yes. you were third out. Yeah, so yeah. it was yeah, exactly. So everybody else you could you, you know, you could kind of fake it right. if you wanted to. Right. Well, not Joanna because when spoiler, when Joanna got the uh, baton, uh she was the first one of her leg to be drinking. Thank right. you very much. Um but when Translation, he was the first one into the exchange mm-hmm. zone, being that he won that part of the relay. But okay, yeah. go ahead. So I, I thought it was very interesting that Farley was the starter for yeah. a race that he was in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I was the fourth leg, so. Yeah. 
So Farley was, and, and you're not warming up. Right. And so Farley was out there, and he's like, he goes, okay, 15 seconds till we start. And then Steve Lyko, friend of the podcast, kneels down right in front of me to take a picture of the start. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude. I'm about to run here. Yeah. You're already like, nervous enough. I got, a, I got a good spot. I'm not hurtling you. What are you doing? And the girl next to me, she's like, thank you. <laughs> and Steve was like, what? What? Like 15 seconds to start, so... Well, Steve, love you, but maybe uh, work on your uh, photography eti- etiquette. Uh, he he may have thought years. I wasn't taking it seriously <laughs> right. and had yeah. no problem with right. him being there, but I was very nervous of making a no fool doubt. of myself. No doubt. I mean, it is a little different. In his defense, it's a little different. You are I think starting the race and then going directly to a table to your right or to your left to chug a beer. So it is a little different. Well, and also, I might have been the only person taking it seriously, right, right, uh, right. especially in our heat. Well, that girl next to you sounded like she was thrilled that you said the same thing. Yeah. You said to him, tell him to get out of the way. So then I, I ran my race. I felt pretty good. Like, as soon as I got going, I felt good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Handed off to Joanna. So, Joanna, how was your race? Um, it, it was a little terrifying when I saw you come around and that guy was, like, right behind you because I was like, man, I can't, I can't lose this lead. Right. Um, so at first, I don't think I've ever chugged a beer in my entire life before. So I grabbed the beer and I start chugging. And I was like, this is so easy. Like, what are people always complaining about? <laughs> Your parents about? were so proud. I was right next to them. They were very proud. But I got about halfway through and I was like, oh, that's that's when it's, it's too hard. <laughs> it hit you. Um, so then I just ran like as fast as I possibly could. And I was just so terrified that I would lose the lead. And I could just like hear footsteps behind me. And I was so happy to see Kelly, though, when I was done. Yeah, and Kelly then ran the third leg, did a great job. But at that point, I couldn't tell yeah. where anybody was. I don't know yeah. if we were in first or if we were – I knew we were towards the top. When I got the baton after Kelly handed off, one thing I knew was that – Was there a baton? Well – That's what you say in a relay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess it's – the lingo, it's, Joanna. Yeah. Well, the one thing I did know is that we wanted to win. I could tell it was uh, – it was pretty. Well, you'd already said that on the podcast, right. and we couldn't go mm-hmm. back and edit. It, it was, it, it was, it was pretty important for us to win at that point. So, I got that baton and or the fake baton, and I was definitely nervous at that point. I wasn't nervous until the until until Kelly Kelly comes through the shoot, and I had no idea who I was chasing or uh, who I wasn't chasing or laughing. So I chugged the beer. And run as hard as I could for that uh, for that for that lap. And can, can I say something? Yes. Uh, Satya Morthy took video of all four of us chugging. Yes. Mm-hmm. No 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 running steps at all. Right. Uh, but he took video of all of us chugging. I was so mad to see that Farley actually chugged that beer really fast. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was very proud of my effort there. But that was that kind of out of fear. Yeah. Uh, uh, but we did did end up winning in five forty one. Uh, in the open mix co-ed uh second place was 542 they had, they had a couple of people in 542 uh, right behind close, us yeah and i will say that satya's video did show me wh- how i'm chugging in correctly mm-hmm. yeah i'm like stretching my neck out when i need to like really get yeah. right underneath of that cup so i mean i'll be ready next time now that i've mm-hmm. seen the film yeah <laughs> film study is important yeah it is important it's a good point but just overall you know in addition to our real just a great event a lot of pace nation former guests you know fans of the program out there uh you know i love lists i uh i, I saw a number this of folks is dangerous. Sa- satya out there killing it he did an awesome beer mile your dad 
out there killing it. Same race. Same race. Uh, former guest Josh Blanchard, who killed it. Who really killed? I mean, he was. I think the fastest time of the night in six twenty one, six twenty five, something like that. Now he did drink the beers out of the cup versus the elite section had mm-hmm. Budweisers out of a can. So well, actually, little... Lewis Kent had the f- top two fastest times yeah, he did. of the day because yeah. he ran it twice. Right, and then of course we want to talk about Lewis Kent who ran uh, an incredible. I mean, this was an amazing athletic feat. <laughs> it, seriously, he ran two beer miles uh-huh. in roughly five twenty and five thirty. One at seven twenty. One at about nine twenty nine thirty. Yeah. So within the span of almost about two hours, two hours and ten minutes, he drank. Eight beers in that, we, that we know of. That we know eight of. beers on the track. I think on the yeah. track. was the way we officially described it. Yeah, yeah, and and then maybe had a beer in between, but with that, it wasn't like he ran a five twenty and a five thirty mile. He actually ran those miles with drinking four beers within uh-huh. that five twenty and drinking four beers within that five thirty. For those of you that don't know how the beer mile beer mile works, works. I, if yeah. you're a listener of the show at this point, you definitely know how it works. But yeah. I just wanted to highlight that. That guy is an athletic freak. That guy's your favorite athlete. He's, he's, he is my favorite athlete. Too bad he doesn't have a number. Oh, I know. I, was the same I know. Thing. He, so good. Yeah, he would. He, I would. I would uh, make sure my kid has the, the same number as him. We'll just up. give him number one then. Yeah, he he did have bib number one, so maybe my kid is going to be bib number, or he's going to be jersey number one after my favorite athlete of all time, Lewis Kent. <laughs> uh, no, but Lewis was a star. He was on the mic. Working the mic, uh, giving us a break here and there, running, hanging out, taking photos taking with so fo- many people, taking photos, uh, just just a, a great time uh, at the first Great North American Nautica Beer Mile. It was a fun event. Dude. It was, yeah. It was like uh, a lot of people having fun hanging out. I wish that I wasn't such a buzzkill early <laughs> on because I was so nervous about this race <laughs> right. you made me do. Right. Um, I didn't make him do it. I just, you know. Well, I mean. I'm glad we did it. it I'm it glad really, we did it too. It, it really, it really made. I think made I'd rather like better. to do the first heat, right? So then you <laughs> yes, could just party the rest of the time. Uh, Joanna, did you hear any f- feedback from from the Brooks guys or, or Lewis about the about the event? Yeah, I mean, everybody really had a, such a good time. Uh, Lewis said that it was one of the best beer miles that he's ever done. Wow! So that's saying something. If if Lewis, I mean, he was probably nine beers in at the time, <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't affect him. I mean, he's just this guy is just yeah, he's, it's crazy. Uh, but he does a number of beer miles, including one the day before in the morning for the radio station there, and then two that night. Uh, so if he says that's one of the best organized beer miles, that means something. So that's great to hear. Anything from Brooks? Great feedback from Brooks, too. They really love being a part of the event. Cool. Uh, our rep, Connor, definitely wants to have another one. Awesome. He, he ran, right? He ran, yeah. He needs to better his time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we... We are looking at potential dates, um, obviously, for next year. It can't be on the same date every year because we can't do it in conjunction with the Nats. Game. Right. So, uh, but there definitely will be a 2017 event. Well, I have lots of suggestions for Please. next year. <laughs> Please. Um, and then I, I heard already that, that my, my first suggestion is, is not okay, but we need to have a live video feed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was thinking... <laughs> Having a drone follow us in our race <laughs> would have been kind of sweet. Too. That would have, yes, I agree. Although I guess without the video evidence, I can tell stories about my race. <laughs> That's true. Uh, in, your, in your beer chugging, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm the beer chugging got was was captured. Oh, luckily, that's true. Satya luckily, it that. was okay. Yep. 
Well, I think that there should be food trucks next year. Yeah, I agree. Because it, be... it, it was a long, long night. Yeah, and people hung around. Yeah, and then the people yeah. need to eat. Yeah, I agree. Well, I would say the uh, the elite races were great, but I'd say probably the, the race of the night, other than ours, was, <laughs> of course, was the, the women's elite race. Uh, was truly an exciting event and was perf- it was a perfect beer mile because it pitted two athletes. One was a very good chugger and a good runner. One was an okay chugger and a great runner. Yes. So they took they took it from different angles. Totally different angles. It yeah. was Autumn Campbell and Aaron Sicker. And, you know, Aaron was the little bit faster runner or, or I'd say maybe a minute or so faster uh, of, a, of a runner. And so from the start, Autumn finishes her beer and literally – you know, eight or nine seconds. She was she was a professional form <laughs> chugger. <laughs> she was incredible. It was amazing. And you know, running you know a decent pace, probably about I'd say maybe a se- uh, a six forty mile. And then Aaron would take twenty to thirty seconds to chug her beer. So Autumn's out front, and then Aaron catches her. And Aaron ran a five thirteen mile without the beer. Yeah, they ended up being so so. Autumn's chugging was about a minute. Aaron's chugging was about two minutes and 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd done the math beforehand. But so there was this yo-yo effect where, you know, Autumn would get, take the lead. Aaron would take over into the, the, the uh, exchange zone. Autumn would chug a beer and be out faster. And then, you know, it was back and forth, back and forth. And then Aaron took her in the last straight. I would say that if you're somebody out there that's looking for a running club and you haven't found one, you might want to join the Argonauts. They seem like a fun group. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely, because there was actually a few of them out there. Mm-hmm. One, Autumn Campbell in the Elite Heat. But well, two, Stephanie. Yeah, Stephanie. Stephanie was in there, too, yeah. and she was also an Elite uh, Chugger. There were, yeah, they look like they have a good time. They do some running, but they have a good time. I, I guess if you're looking for a drinking club right. They're the uh, ones, yeah. that runs... Uh, maybe well. yeah I think that's, that's uh, that might a be a good good group to join so that was um one of the most exciting events of the night but the entire night was just fantastic thank you to everybody who came out great support from you know folks who are who are fans of pacers running awesome support uh from f- those who are fans of of ptn so um, thank since you the list was pretty short yeah yeah, I mean, there were some Wassell <laughs> birds out there. I mean, you're... Uh, I interrupted him from, from finishing the list yeah. because it's always a disaster. Uh, yeah, well, is. I know, but I just wanted to point out that if people that were was, like yeah. waiting for the list to right. continue, we yeah. recognize you right. all. Of course. Yeah. The, the, the 14th Street group came out in full, full effect out there. All right, well, guys, there is another mile this weekend. Back-to-back weekends of miles. This one, there's no drinking involved. At least the participants won't be drinking during the race. Mm-hmm. It's the DC most likely. Most likely, mm-hmm. it's the DC Roadrunners one mile and three k track championship. It's going to be held at Dunbar High School, and we are going to have the race director Brian Danza on the program next on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. Now excited to be joined by Docs and Joanna. Brian Danza, he is a board member of the D.C. Roadrunners. He's the former president of the D.C. Roadrunners. Brian, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Really glad I could make it. Yeah. 
You know what's interesting, Farley? I'm also a board member of this podcast. Are you? Yeah. Do you have voting rights? No, B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> oh, you're, you're bored already? Yeah. Of, of, of Brian or of me? You. Okay, of course. Well, Brian, uh, thank you for, for joining us. Uh, so Brian is, like I said, former president of uh, DC uh, Roadrunners, a, a buddy of mine. He's, he's a man of many talents. He's a, he's a, he's a pilot. Uh, he works for a famous uh, broadcaster. Is he a broadcaster? I would say that that's what you could say. He's a writer mostly, okay. but he's on TV a lot. So Tucker Carlson. He mm-hmm. works for Tucker Carlson. Uh, he's a runner. He was a sprinter turned runner, right? I mean, yeah. you're a distance runner now, but back in the day. Back in the day, I only sprinted. Only mm-hmm. a sprinter. You were a sprinter? Yeah. Back in the day, I also weighed 30 pounds more than I do now and like. That's more conducive with the sprinting. Yeah, now he's uh, you know slim and trim and runs marathons. Just ran the Boston. Slowly. Just ran the Boston Marathon. I would say faster than 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 he's giving himself credit for. What did you run Boston in? Three oh four. Three oh four. So impressive time there. So uh, a man of of a lot of different. What's the what's the guy the most interesting man in the world? What's that? Oh, guy? the Dosecki guy. Well, he's not that, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So because well, he retired too. Oh, that's they right. They sent he him did. off to the moon, right? <laughs> I, th- I think he did. Yes. And Brian's also a real Italian. Like I'm a fake Italian because yeah. I'm actually from America, but you're a real Italian, born and raised. Yeah, yeah and you can actually knows. speak. And that the was language. one other thing speaks speaks Italian. So. Uh, a lot to get into. We're going to focus mostly on the running today, Brian. And so, the Italian. And, and the <laughs> Italian. And Docs yeah. has some questions on the Italian. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought Joanna was going to question him just in Italian. <laughs> okay. We can well, Joanna, Joanna and I had this conversation like five years ago. Yeah. So okay. We, in Italian? No, no. We, we were talking about Italian. Okay. And Got it. Who knows how to speak it? And she didn't believe me at first. I didn't. Mm. It's true. Well, Brian mostly is on the program for a lot of things, but mostly he is the race director. He's a, he's a uh, the, like I said, former president of the DC Roadrunners, but race director of a mile track race that happens this this weekend. A beer mile? No, not a beer mm. mile. Although you did have a number of folks in the beer mile last week, right? We did. We had a couple people do pretty well. I think Andrew ran like an eight thirty, which nice. wasn't horrible for. Hey, you know, a non-pro. That's uh, faster than I. Mile. Yeah, N- yeah. For non-world record holder, we talked about the beer mile early in early in the program today, and yeah, eight thirty is getting it done. Uh, but you are the race director of the one mile and three k track championships, which is at a new location, Dunbar High School this uh, this year. So we're going to get into that uh, in, in a little bit here. But you were just fresh from vacation with work and. Were you with Tucker Carlson on vacation? I was. We a few of us got to go up to his house in Maine and uh, spend the weekend with him, and you know, go fishing, sailing, shooting, and doing various things. Wow, must be nice. Now, Joanna works for me. Have you gone on any vacations like that with with Pacers running? No, is that coming up? <laughs> no, it's definitely not. <laughs> definitely not coming up. Is After Pacers going to rent her an airplane to do it? <laughs> no. <laughs> and Brian's going to fly me there. So, Brian, did you fly when you were on this vacation? I did. I flew me and three of my coworkers straight up to Maine, and then we went to Cape Cod and Montauk, and then came back through the thunderstorms wow. yesterday. Um, question: Do yeah. pilots? You know how um, truck drivers have like uh, name handles? Do pilots have that as well? <laughs> well, each your plane has a tail number, and that's okay. that's how you're addressed over. Well, that's kind yeah, of boring. That's kind of boring, right? But 
whenever you're flying, and I've, I've invited Chris to come with me down to Tangier Island before. Flying, yes. But, yeah, he won't do it. <laughs> but whenever you're flying down towards, like, Norfolk, there's all the um, Marines and naval aircraft, and they all have, like, cool nicknames, right. like – you know, attack dog and and, and things like bullet, that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> not yeah. silver bullet. Well, yeah. <laughs> Coors Light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's not a cool name, right? <laughs> ours are ours are just numbers. They're right. like, you yeah, know, Pitbull One coming right, in. Right, right. But isn't that the pilot's name? Isn't that like Maverick and Goose? Yeah. Well, no, but they don't address each other personally. Oh God, ever. Okay. Usually. See, I, I my father in law is is a pilot, and he's really into it, and he would probably talk to Brian for the next three hours about flying and. Uh, you know things of that that nature, but I am terrified. I went up with my my uh, father in law probably two years ago, and it was everything was fine, no bad weather, everything. But it was I was white knuckling, holding this the sides of the airplane, and it was rough. I can't imagine how it would be. You said you just had bad weather. I can't yeah. imagine that. It must have been tough yesterday when you're flying. Well, I mean, we were flying around the thunder cells but we'd go through a couple like small cloud buildups and you know i mean it it's, bumpy. Got, it's it's bumpy right it's yeah. way worse turbulence than on one of these big jets right <laughs> i mean way worse more than anything it just lasts longer because you're going 150 miles an hour an hour rather than 500 miles an hour so it's just like you go you don't get through it as quick so a couple people threw up last week at the beer mile how many times have you thrown up flying a plane never never do, and I've never actually a had a passenger throw up either. Oh, really? No. Okay. Well, if I go with you, I might be first. <laughs> so that's not really a thing, throwing up on the... Uh, I, the I, I'm told it happens. I've just yeah. never had it. Wow. I, I just fascinated me. I got close. I, I went in an airplane in Alaska. One of the guys... Uh, a single engine. Yeah. Liked it. Okay. Yeah. It was So it was just me and the pilot, and we were like harassing bears and moose like we would fly, he would see one, we'd circle it, and then he'd fly down and and up and circle and fly down and up. And after you know, and then we were going through like this canyon. It was yeah. like amazing. I saw a glacier and all this stuff and all the, you know all this wildlife. And after about an hour, I was like, hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, can, when are we stopping? Yeah, when are when are we going to go back? He's like, his his feelings were hurt. He was like, he's like, well, I thought I thought you enjoyed it, but okay, we can head back. And I was like, this is one of the coolest things I've ever done. I just don't want to throw up in your airplane. <laughs> And then afterwards, he was like, but you fly commercially all the time. I was like... Way different. Yeah. And a yeah. 747, we don't harass bears. <laughs> it's true. So in college, actually, this is kind of funny. We, I went to school in Montana at Montana State, and um, Ted Turner's ranch was right next to our college or close to our college. Sure. And he has the largest bison uh, ranch in mm -hmm. the United States. And we used to literally take the planes because I had my pilot's license in college, which was incredibly stupid. Um and chase, not chase the bison, kind of buzz, but, but buzz the wow. bison herds, mm -hmm. and it was pretty interesting because they all like is that like scram and storm. Oh, I mean, you obviously wouldn't do that if you're on foot. Is that like called airplane muscles when you have when you're in an airplane and you go down and you buzz a bison or a bear? Or I've I've never heard never of heard of it. Okay. But, but to be uh, fair, we weren't harassing the bear in real life. We he was just giving me a closer look. Okay. But it was the the up and down, which which and the and the constant sideways, yeah, which was kind of well, making me sick. Well, Brian was kind of buzzing the bison, and you were you you were harassing them a little bit, right? Just a little bit, just a little bit. So within yeah. legal limits, yeah. What's the statute of limitations on uh, harassing bison? Because Ted Turner's a listener, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say that I'm I'm probably out of it. Yeah, it's yeah. As like he looks, looks at his watch, yeah. it's safe. Yeah. It's safe to tell that story now. Yeah. yeah. All right. 
All right, we're with Brian Danza. We're going to talk about the 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 DC Roadrunners Mile and 3K Track Championship here in, in a second. But what do you do for Tucker and that group? Um, so I just basically manage the business side of of our website, which is called the Daily Caller. Um, okay, and uh, I make sure that the site runs. And <laughs> and he's the guy who's got the the bow tie, right? Not not anymore. Not in not seven anymore. years. That, okay, so that, oh, that, I thought that was his signature. That I, used to be his signature. Yeah. What's okay. his new signature? I don't know. Regular tie. Just regular tie. <laughs> yeah. <Okay>. Boring. <laughs> now I'm a board member. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's bring it back to the running. So you're former president of DC Roadrunners. What was your responsibilities as the president? I mean, you do so much as the president of DC Roadrunners. It's it's a pretty thankless job for the most part because you're managing all of the races. You know, DC Roadrunners puts on around 45 races wow. a year in a DC area. Um, all of our training programs, we have basically at any time four or five different training programs going on. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of financial transactions that come with all of those things. And it, it's basically running a fairly sizable nonprofit, but as a volunteer. Um, and, and doing that is, is very taxing. So you um, weren't paid? No. Wow, man. That is and, impressive. Because I, I know how much you worked on it. We, wow. I, and I still mean, do. There, there are people who are paid now throughout the DC Roadrunner system for doing certain things and I'm one of those people but as president no that that right. I was, it, wasn't it wasn't a paid, a paid position it was a volunteer position Is Obama paid? Yeah, he is. He right? is 400,000 or $700,000 a year I think. Well, it went up. Somebody got a raise. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that went flew in 4 or 7 I don't I don't remember. That's a bit, pretty big difference probably. So would you say that you do you did more or less work than Obama? I would does? say I did less work than Obama. <laughs> right, that's well, fair. but I mean there are some people who would say that I might, might have done right, more, right, more right, work right. than Obama. He's measuring. <laughs> he's measuring. I saw him measure what he's going to say there. Um, but uh, we we try to stay pretty pretty down the middle politically <laughs> the here middle. on on Face the Nation. Uh, we aren't. Uh, what's the other show? Face the Nation, or is it? Is that Face the Nation? Wow. They copied us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, so one of the responsibilities now that you have is is as a race director. You actually have a a, a race tonight. Tonight in a couple hours. So we're mm-hmm. recording here on Thursday, uh, the fourteenth. So you guys got Thursday night races, and then of course you got the race on on Saturday. What would you what what, what do you do as as a race director? Describe that for us. Uh, race director is just making sure that everything for the race is set up. Um, Chris, you know how this works. You've done yep. it a fair fair number of times. Yep. Sometimes we mess things up and sometimes yeah. we don't. Um, but basically just making sure that you know online registration works, that we have the permits needed, that we have refreshments and food needed, um, that the timing system set up and course has mile markers. Anything that you think of that you might need for a race, the race director is in charge of. Now, obviously, for bigger races, and I direct one of the larger races in town, as you know, the Alexandria Turkey Trot. Yep. Um, for bigger races, you delegate those things out. For smaller races like today, it's basically do All everything you. On, your, on your own. Yep. So what kind of snacks do you have for today's race? Um, today's race, I have cookies and watermelons. Nice. What kind um, of cookies? Uh, chocolate chip, walnut, and double chocolate. Okay. Watermelon's perfect for a humid for day. For a hot, humid yeah. night, yeah. Are That's the cookies in your trunk? The <laughs> cookies are currently sitting in my back seat if you want to go out there and grab a couple. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, well, that was that was one 
thing I was thinking of. The other one was uh, I think these chocolate chips might melt. Yeah, it's it's like ninety seven degrees right it now. Is. You're right. So you've got the Bastille Four Miler tonight, correct? Is that the name of the race? Yep, that's one of our summer series races. You know, mostly club members. They're free to club members and five dollars for non members. Um, we have eight of those in the summertime. Is today Bastille Day? Today is Bastille Day. July I know 14th. where we can get some baguettes. <laughs> I, what what is Bastille Day? Something French? Uh, yeah, it is something French. Okay, all right. No more needed. It's something uh, French. Something borrowed. Something blue. That's no more explanation needed. But the DC Roadrunners now are putting on this track one mile and three k track championship at Dunbar High School. Man, that's kind of big news, right? That is really big news for us. It's something we've wanted for a couple of years. Um, something I've talked to you about uh, over the last couple of years. So, the track championship is a thirty year old race. We've had it. For a long time, you've run it a yeah. bunch of times. Yep. Um, the goal over the last five years has been twofold. One, to grow it to a um, not necessarily you know full-on elite level, um, not the the Manzano and right. Centro sort of level, but like bring it to a decent uh, fast fast level. Last year, our fastest miler was four hundred three, which we think is wow. pretty good. Um, it's gone from basically 430, 425, 430 for the men's mile down to 403 over the last five years. How are you able to get somebody who runs 403? Uh, basically, what we've done is every year as as new people show up that are faster, we make sure to invite them back and then um, bug them and their coaches right. to bring friends. Right. Um, we have decent prize money. I think our prize purse for it tomorrow is, or Saturday is 2000 bucks. Wow. Um, which for an all-comers race is is pretty Solid. decent. Um, so th- that was one of the goals. We, we're not quite there yet, but we're getting close. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other goal was to move it to D.C. It's the D.C. Roadrunners Track Championship, after all. Um, we've been looking for a venue in D.C. for quite a while. Um, it's It's been hard to come by, especially a, a eight-lane track. Uh, as you know, a lot of the tracks are four or six lanes. Exactly. Um, Dunbar had this major renovation a couple of years ago. Um, the track actually got done last year, and they have this gorgeous track that's you know seven blocks from the Capitol. You can actually see the Capitol from the high school. It's between two metro stops. It seemed to be the ideal place to put it. We finally secured it about a week and a half ago, which is really late. Wow. Um, our backup spot would have been Washington and Lee. And you've which done is, it at Washington and Lee before, right? Yeah, we've done it at Washington and Lee a bunch of times. Um which is also a great spot. Uh, the, the point here is that we want to grow this into an event that has true elite runners. So, um, and, and next year, I think that'll be our goal. We, we think we have a couple sponsors lined up for the race. And we would like to you know, have an elite-level event in Washington, D.C., where you can see the Capitol. Um, and also have a great, fun, all-comers event, which is what it is right now. We, we run... 10-mile heats from kids' heats to masters to a whole bunch of different heats in the middle – Leading up to the elite event in the in the late late afternoon, early evening, um, we've done that over the last couple of years. It's become a little bit more unwieldy as the event has grown um, because it's hard to match everybody to their to their correct heat. Right. But um, it's 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 working out really well. So and, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of mile track races and i'll say i mean i'll say this as, you, as a runner everybody asks you well what's your marathon time or what's your mile time and you talked about the elites and you talked about now that you have a number of heats 
You said 10 heats. How many uh, people are in each heat? Is there enough room to run? How does that work? Uh, we try to go around 25 people per heat. Okay. Um, so it is tight at the start. Uh, they spread out pretty quickly, though. Um, we've done we we've done double waterfalls for a couple heats. You know, we we have basically a couple groups in town that have some fast runners, Capital Area runners, and uh, GRC yeah. uh, Georgetown Running Club, which is a Pacers club now. Right. Um, they'll bring a lot of people, and they all tend to want to run with each other or against each other. I guess is the best way to describe it. So last year, what we ended up doing is having a waterfall, a double waterfall start for them, so that they could you know, migrate into the, the inside lanes. But once they get started, it's really not that bad. I mean, it's four laps, so they get spread out yep. pretty and well. like, if somebody's not uh, 403 milers, there's still place for them in this meet? <laughs> yes, um, and it's all on the website, on dcroadrunners.org. We actually have a tentative schedule so that people can see, um, depending on what pace they think they're going to run, what time they would actually start. Yeah, you even have a kid's mile. Have yeah. you done a kid's mile in the past? We've done a kid's mile every year for the last three years, and it's always really, really fun. Yeah. Um, because, you know, there's there's the kids who are really competitive who know what they're doing, and then there's the ones who, after a lap and a half, are just, like, done. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> I was just looking at the schedule. Farley has it up on, on the uh, computer here, and I, I just glanced over because you mentioned that you have the, the times, and I was looking at the, the race start times thinking that was the pace. Uh, and i was like oh i get a lot of seven minute uh people right. a lot of six minute and i was like good lord a four flat kids mile right. <laughs> how no. many people do you get signing up for that the kids mile starts at four uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. so uh you have here i mean it is it is an impressive uh event if you have elite mile under 420 so obviously you're gonna you're gonna have uh, some fast folks. Do you have names you can you can tell us of people who have signed up? I do not have names okay. that I can tell you of people who've signed up. Uh, mostly because people have been waiting to sign up because we had, we didn't put out the, a location until uh, last week, and that's part of the issue. Um, as you know, working yeah. with certain venues in the DC area, it's things are a little bit harder sometimes. So getting the venue was um, pretty tough. Yeah. We have it now. We're happy. We know the process, um, and we, we've already reserved it for next year, so we should be good to go. No, props to you guys for getting that venue. It's a, it's a, it's a diff, very difficult thing, and I know you work very hard behind the scenes. So, again, we're here promoting the race that it was going to already happen. I'm sure it went awesome. <laughs> we'll have to uh, promote it next year. We'll have you on. Well, everyone's going to put it in their phone exactly. to uh, register For 2017's yeah. event. Uh, but you know, I think it should be a, or, or has it been a good race for spectators? It should be a good race for spectators. It has. And, um, different high school, different places uh, are better for it. Washington and Lee has been really good for it because of how the stands are there. Um, this new, the new venue is going to be amazing for it. Um, we're going to try to get a whole bunch of people in the infield and a whole bunch of people up in the stands. And for the elite mile, we'll just let them get close to the track and hopefully, you know, have three lanes open um, for the last couple laps, but really get people cheering. People them on up. the track yeah. and cheering them. That's awesome. So, anything else you'd want us to know about this uh, mile and 3K track championship? Uh, no, just come down and take a look at it uh, and watch, you know, the elite runners run awesome. or look at the results online right. to see how exactly. fast they went. Exactly. <laughs> and it's dcroadrunners.org, right? And. You're pretty much in charge of the website, too, so hopefully the results are up. 
Uh, they should be up quickly. I, I'm sure they. I'm sure they will. Do you? How do you guys time? Do you? You don't use. I don't know anything about track timing. No, we don't use like a link system use, okay. or anything like that. Chron- we, chrono track? No, we, you can't use chrono track. So on you're track. hand timing. Okay. We're hand timing these. Awesome. Um, okay. If for again, a mile, it's not. It's yeah. easy to do. Yeah. Again, next year, if 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 this becomes a true event as we would like it to be, we'll we'll call USATF and and try to get a real timer out for for that for 2017. Um, for 2017. Yeah. Well, it will be an awesome event. This weekend, or was an awesome event. It'll be an awesome event. We'll make sure to to get get uh, a number of people out there for 2017. Yeah, you say we're late to advertise it for 2016, but really early we're really to early. advertise it for 2017. That's how I should have spun it with them. Yeah. What what other events uh, do you guys have going on this summer or this fall that you want the the folks to know about? So um, in the summer, we have a couple more Bunyan Derby races, okay. which get sold out really quickly because they're capped at 250 people. Um, and what's a Bunyan Derby race? Bunyan Derby is our summer race series. Okay. Um, $5 for non-members, $0 for members. Um, they're in the summertime, 5Ks and 4-milers. And in the wintertime, they're anywhere between 5K and half marathons. Trail races? Uh, Most of them are on the WNOD, WNOD trail or the canal towpath in the summertime. In the winter, they're everywhere. I mean, we have them on the road, up in Kensington, okay. um, all over the place. And anything in the fall that you guys put on? or want to- And obviously in the fall, we have the Alexandria Turkey Trot, yep. which is our biggest event. Um, it is, we like to call it the premier uh, turkey trot event in the D.C. area. It is. <laughs> um, I hate to give them credit on that. Brian and I are competitive about our... Uh, some of our events and man, they they the Delray Turkey Trot that that's their race is just a premier event. It's been around forever. Yeah, and I did that this year, and it was the start of my PR streak. Yeah. Oh, you see, yeah. there it is. Yeah. Joanna so, Joanna got to use the elite locker room and all that wow. for for the race. Whoa, true, I did. Yep. Yeah, that is big time. Um, Brian Brian hooked me up. Nice. I, I didn't even know that she was going to be there, and then she shows up, and I'm like, oh, you can you can go in here. <laughs> Always great to just you know bombard the race director he's, he's probably slept zero he's timing the race and all these things last minute Way oh and good you work. did have good snacks too and at, in, at the tell Del- people you did yeah. well you're gonna have 10, everyone's gonna be listen. trying to get into the elite yeah. locker room right. um where is the elite well, to be locker? fair you are the one who brought it up yeah, yeah I, <laughs> true should have known where this no, was going I, I didn't bring it i didn't bring the snacks up to joanna yeah, but you should have known where this was seeing going seeing the spread on this table yeah. i should know <laughs> never to bring up snacks in front of joanna um the, the, I'm not t- going to tell you where the elite locker room is. Uh, it's yeah, or it's somewhere listeners. in the start and finish vic- vicinity. Good, good, good <laughs> point. What about the 20 mile? You guys still do that this, in the fall? Yeah, we do. Um, it's Sunday, September 25th. Starts out at Carter Rock, runs all the way back into Georgetown, turns around at 34th Street in Georgetown, and goes all the way back out to Carter Rock on the CNO Canal. Yeah, that's a, a great, great race. That is a great race for, I mean, race, but, you know, training run. The three of us are going to be doing Marine Corps, so you guys get a ton of people doing Marine Corps, I'm exactly. sure. Exactly. Our training programs are geared towards Marine Corps, so we have a bunch of our trainees run it. It's really well supported. We have a ton of water stops running under the canal, as everybody in D.C. knows, is, is beautiful. So, no doubt. Um, starts out there, easy parking, run into the to D.C. and run back out. So you ran, let's talk about your running. You ran a 304 Boston Marathon. Now... Just came back from vacation, so probably not a good time to ask. How was running in vacation, by the way? Uh, running has been uh, not great lately. I uh, kind of uh, hurt myself at Boston. Oh, really? Yeah. I was trying to catch up with you yeah. and, and just 
didn't quite get there. But 304, um, right? Don't say stuff like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> please feed me, feed me, please, Brian. Thank you. But you ran 304 there. I that's did a, run 304. That's a great time for that day. I ran 304, and then I went into the New Balance party, saw Joanna. Yes. Um, that's right. Yeah. Um, I was wearing another brand shoes. Not, not, not smart. Mm. And... Mm. Um, my friend, who is very good friends with the New Balance people and the governor of Massachusetts, forced me to change my shoes before going into the New That's Balance awesome. party, which was really hilarious. Um, but yeah, I walked in, and Joanna and Samia were inside there, and I'm like, Hey girls, yeah, that's <laughs> I'm awesome. all sweaty and gross from that's the hot a great marathon. Party at the, yeah, so so that's at the Linux Hotel afterwards. Uh, that is a great great time, but definitely don't walk in with Nike. Um, so, so you've been injured, but how is your untapped going? My untapped is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Explain untapped for me. <laughs> it's a beer app. <laughs> it's so, an app that lets you post what beers you're drinking and, okay. and how they are and where you're getting them and that kind of stuff. All right. So we can follow him on Strava to see his running, but we can also follow what beer he's drinking. Is that how it works? Yeah. yeah untapped. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Finally, you know how boring your untapped is. Right. <laughs> Miller, Miller Lite, Lite, Miller Lite, Miller, Miller Lite. Lite. I had some Blue Jacket, whatever that beer was this two, past weekend. Two and a half Miller Lights, <laughs> and then now Farley's asleep. <laughs> no, that's not true, not true. All right, well, we wish you luck with getting healthy, Brian. So you've been probably biking because you're a big, big biker as well, right? Uh, I'm, I ride around. Okay. You know, right. Everyone likes the spandex every once in a while. <laughs> well, hope <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully you're back. Uh, you're back by by the fall. You have any uh, plans for races this fall? Or uh, yeah, I was going to run Chicago. We'll okay. see if right. I can actually get myself rolling for it. Okay. All right. Well, you can find uh, Brian and his DC Roadrunner singlet in Chicago. But in the meantime, if you're around for Bastille Day, he'll be there tonight. Uh, also on sa- Saturday, he will be there at Dunbar High School directing. The DC Roadrunners track mile and 3K championship should be an awesome race. And sign up now for 2017. Yeah, I'll put up, I'll put the registration up now. So <laughs> yes, you can, exactly. So you can sign up early. <laughs> You'll get a whole bunch of reminder emails. Awesome. Well, jo- Brian, thank you so much for joining us. I know you've got a race direct, so we're going to let you get out of here. Hopefully, those cookies haven't melted outside the studio. Well, if they have, we'll just make a big cookie paste and just hand it out to people <laughs> that way. All right. Well, we'll we'll have to get some feedback on that and see if they actually did. Uh, yeah. Let us know about the cookies before that's you let us know how the race goes. Yes. Exactly. Very important. Exactly. All right. That's Brian Danza, race director for DC Roadrunners. He's joined us here in Pace and Ace, and we're going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Brian Danza. He's the race director for the DC Roadrunners One Mile and 3K Track Championship that's happening this weekend at Dunbar High School. Sign up today for 2017's event. You mentioned, uh, real quick, uh-huh. do, do, do you, uh, and thanks again to Brian, and we're going to transition now uh-huh. to Brian. It was uh, enjoyed having him. Th- this whole Pokemon thing. Where Pokemon? Ch- oh. Pokemon thing. Are, Pokemon. Are, Pokemon thing. Are, are you... Uh, are you of the age where you collected the cards? Just no. real quick. I don't want to make a whole thing about it. No. I was a little too old for Pokemon. Okay. Um, even you were? Yeah, but I also, I don't think that even if I'd been of age, I don't think I would have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. The only, I really, I liked Mario Brothers when I was growing up, but I didn't really like anything else. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, I just uh, this Pokemon Go thing. I don't get it. Right. I don't understand. And I think that somebody tweeted in asking for a rant <laughs> oh, about right. it. Oh, yeah. right. I'm not going to do a rant about it. A rant isn't something that you manufacture. Okay. <laughs> it has to come naturally. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, has but to come I think, naturally. I think that it was a pretty good uh, guess that. Oh, Yo, I would. I have totally a problem. I, I think it's if you are chasing Pokemon and you're above the age of thirty. I can't relate at all, okay? But if you're below 30, it's okay. Maybe, fine. But I'm not going to do a rant about that. I'm going to say yeah. this. Rants have to be like authentically... I can wh- tell wh- by the levels what this do you, is a rant. Do you, no, this isn't a rant. <laughs> what do you think we do here? Do you think we like manufacture rants? Do you think we no. like write them out beforehand? No, I think... Rants that, just happen. I think, they're authentic. I think their point is that they, they've listened to enough of the show to yeah. say like, this right. is something this that's not... This is the not, Star Wars, yeah. The, this is something that's not in Farley's Game Wheelhouse. of Thrones, all that stuff. Yeah, stuff that would just not register with me at all. all. Right. So Joanna and I are going to explain the Pokemon phenomenon. <sighs> all right. Pokemon Go. Please. And and then we're going to see if we can elicit a rant out of Farley after we explain no, how the No, rants game works. are authentic. They're not exactly. manufactured. Yeah, I said I said it, it That's might my be problem with the Okay. All right. All right, so Joanna, why don't you tell us what Pokémon The fact is? that you guys know it may make me rant. Well, I had to do some research this week. Okay, good. Well, I didn't do any research. So, as as I understand okay, it, please. Pokémon was a game where you collected these little characters and there were characters that were on different teams and they fought each other and you trained them and like you tried to collect them all. Okay. So for Pokemon Go, you like walk around trying to collect Pokemon and you get you, prizes and stuff. Uh, yeah, prizes, like carnival prizes. <laughs> so like, I'll guess your weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You're good at that. Yeah. Inside. So, all right, well, that ahead. was—I think that was a—that was something that was said last week at the at the uh, beer mile event. Beer mile. Right. So, if you were at the beer mile, you get that joke. Right. So, the Pokemon Go is basically capitalizing on that nostalgia of the game where the where the kids would play with the cards. Okay. But instead of actually getting cards, you have to go out and and capture the characters, and it's it's a it's an app on your phone that interacts with your camera. So when you see people like walking around, looking at their camera, and it looks like they're taking a picture of you, they're actually oh, playing the game. Oh, I've seen them out there. Yeah. Yeah. So so then they look through their camera, and and when they find it, they have to catch it, right? And and so once you catch them, and this this I read, I just found this out today mm-hmm. uh, after three days of knowing about the game, you have to walk with the game five kilometers. Yep. To actually get that character. Uh, they said three eight, miles. Eight. Yeah, yeah, so it's promoting some movement. Okay. All right, in today's youth, which I think they could use. Uh, well, it's not youth; it's a bunch of thirty-year-olds doing it. Well, they could use it too. They <laughs> actually, they could probably use it more. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, okay. I like that. So then that's that's one thing, and then I guess there's another aspect of the game, and and if you're playing this game, and I get some of this wrong. Right. You know, I apologize ahead of time. Tweet him. William E. Docs. No, at William E. Docs. No, please tweet him. Don't don't worry about it. Just just uh anyway, I I believe the game also tells you where you can go mm-hmm. that's that's near your house. They say, Hey, there's a Pokemon here. Yeah. And so so it also gets you to go out to to, to go try to find them. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's two other things in the game. In order to catch the character, you need to have something and you can refuel on those at certain stations. So there's there's certain buildings where you can where you can get a re- refill of that. And I read the thing that 
there's one of them that's at a police station and the police station tweeted and they said, hey, if you want to get a refill, you don't actually have to come into the police station. You can do this from outside, <laughs> which is kind of which I thought was pretty funny. Wow. So so they were aware of it. And then there's a what they call gyms where you go and you fight. So I think, mm-hmm. Joanna, when you were talking about the, the aspect where you played against each other and stuff like this. You can go to the gym and just like Brian Danza that has his beer drinking app yep. uh, and he can become the, the champion beer drinker at Blue Jacket, you could go to one of these gyms and become the champion of the gym by, by fighting there. So they, they encourage you to – but you can't – like it's not a game you can play from your couch. You have to, you have to physically be there because it uses your camera. Okay. And I also heard that it can tell if you're on a bike or in a car or something, so you actually do physically have to be walking. It won't work, yeah, if you're yeah. if you're doing that. So you can't cheat. So you gotta actually walk around. All right, so there's some positive stuff there. Now, here's one of my favorite things, and I don't know if this is confirmed, but somebody told me that the game is actually taking data, so when you take pictures, it's it's taking that data and, and helping Google map the the roads and oh, everything I, like that yeah i heard that too actually how awesome is that they've tricked everybody and now they don't need the google go cars What's they that? just have everybody running around is with their cameras crowdsourcing they're crowdsourcing their workout i would just assume that anytime anybody collects data on you it's like for a reason yeah or, or anytime you're you're sharing information it's for a reason like even those coke machines where you can make your own coke flavors right. if you ever see them in the restaurant it's also so coke can see what flavors are popular and enough people are like getting this mm. or mixing that like mm-hmm. oh we should market we should the- build that yeah okay or market this flavor all right well i didn't mean to offend anybody i can be wrong sometimes i'm not going to do a rant i think it is something i wouldn't be involved in I think it's crazy. I was glazed over when you were explaining it, so I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what you said. But board I, member, now, I, yeah, now, <laughs> I can Now you know how I feel. Ninety nine percent of the can, time you're talking. I can admit. I can admit that I'm wrong at times. Like this weekend, my mom, or actually the whole week, my mom was watching my brother's girls, and my my other brother was over, and he was entertaining the girls with a Snapchat app. Where he would, they would look at it, and they'd have like a butterfly fly out of their mouth, or some sort of flowers around their uh, head, the or filters. something like that. Some sort of filter, and it kept them entertained for literally forty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. So, I can see some use in in the Snapchat <laughs> if you're four years old. Okay, <laughs> just if you're four years old. Other than that, you know, I've got all these social media rules. Not okay. But let's move on from that. Uh, I want to get to the end of the news with, uh, about the uh, event in Eugene. But I did real quick wanted to say thank you for the, the feedback on the Susie Favor Hamilton uh, interview. Uh, I was tweeted a couple times, and actually people talked to me in person. They enjoyed it, wanted some harder-hitting questions. And we're just not the show for it. Mm-mm. So I just wanted just, just to put that out there. We want about, her, about her time as yeah, Kelly? yeah. Uh, harder hitting questions. Um, I know, you know, there's, there's a lot more we could have asked. Um, but you know, we are, we, we aren't that we're, we're not 2020 or Dr. Phil. Yeah. Um, we don't want her going to the next podcast, calling us a holes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I did enjoy, uh, uh, some of the feedback that we got on that. So thank you for that. Thank you for listening to the show. That was a that was a, a, a big show uh, for us, as uh, each of these shows are. All right, this week in the news. 
all the news that's relevant, interesting, exciting to the hosts that hopefully is running related. Again, it's uh, pretty simple this week in the news. It's the big event in Eugene that just happened. Well done. We uh, had four national titles come from the podcast that I want the podcast to take appropriate credit for. Mm-hmm. Except we're not allowed to. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We can't, prom- we can't promote our uh-huh. uh, athletes who've been on the show. That's uh-huh. true. Uh, that's another. Is that another Rule Forty thing? Mm-hmm. Yes, it would be. Yeah. All right, let's not let's let's <clears throat> not go down the Rule Rule Forty uh, road. But we did have guests participating, competing in last week's uh, Olympic trials events, and I wanted to go through each of their results. So we had Ashley Higginson. Uh, she ended up eighth place in the three thousand meter steeplechase. Made the final. Did a great job. Did not make the team, but congratulations to her. Very, very unfortunate. She took the lead she early, mm-hmm. uh, so she took the race out and, and ran an aggressive race, which was uh, pretty awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was unfortunate. That, and j- uh, yeah, just a lot of good athletes there. There's and, so many talented yeah. women in the steeple right now for such a young event. It's great. Yep, yep no doubt. Uh, also, uh, Carrie Gallagher, a uh, real valiant effort out there. Awesome job. Made it to the second round. And then, Joanna, you're going to have to refresh my memory how that went. I just think she couldn't find that next year. Uh, I think the first round took a little bit more out of her. She just needed a few more weeks to get fit. Yeah. Like coming back from her illness, it just wasn't enough time. Just so every, everybody knows, the, the, the background on that was she, she was sick. She was out for some time. She came back, had a setback, and missed a lot more time. It's really unfortunate because she was she was uh, really fit last summer. Racing really well in the uh, winter. She had a and, great winter too. And indoors, I forget which meet she ran indoors, where she ran brilliantly. Yeah, she did uh, Instagram a picture. It's at Carrie G three of her in a hospital gown, and then a picture of uh, a group of fans and her at the trial. So that's her family or her family. <laughs> <laughs> but there are a lot they of them. Fans, to be fair, yeah. yeah. There, there's, there's a. T- I mean, they're fans slash family. I mean, how many mm-hmm. brothers and sisters does she have? I think she told us on the 33. show. 33. <laughs> I don't think it was 33. Maybe it was six, uh. seven, or eight or something like that. But her in a hospital gown, probably eight or nine weeks ago. So, again, a valiant effort. Uh, made it to the second round. Uh, good things still to come for Carrie Gallagher, for sure. Uh, but then we had uh, a couple guests make the Olympic team, including Matthew Sensowitz Jr. That was the last race of the weekend on Sunday. Really controls the race and blows away the field and wins the 1500 to head on to, to Rio. In an Olympic trials record. An Olympic trials record. Wow. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. 334. I, they didn't really talk about that. Yeah. No, they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. He um, got, uh, you know, he was on camera afterwards with his interview with Lewis Johnson, takes off his shirt, shows his like father, like son. Because <laughs> now tattoo. they're both two time Olympians. Olympians. Yep. I think they, I think NBC dropped the ball on that. They cut away as he was lifting right. his shirt, and they, you know, and you know, we all know what the tattoo is, but I don't think I don't think the producers did. They cut away from that. I yeah, think I noticed yeah. that. I think you're right. They were scared of what was what <laughs> yeah. they were going to see, and then cut to. But it that's what he was that. revealing was right. a tattoo that says like father, like son. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't anything that wouldn't have been good to see on NBC. Mm-hmm. But I think the producers probably got scared. But and that was a great race to watch. I was. mean, watching Matthew run is always great. He's just. To me, such an exciting racer and people who don't like track and field, I would think that watching Matthew would be interesting. He's such a smart racer. Yeah. And he's he's always looks so effortless. Yeah. I will say, though, the first round, 
because he's had a little injury or something. He was fifth in the heat or something like that. I was like, well, maybe, maybe yeah. this isn't his. Yeah, but year. he was like just doing just I, enough to get. In through, hindsight, yeah. obviously, right? He's but so then, smart. Yeah. He he knows what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think even one of the announcers said this, but he's it's like he's he's born with this ability to race. I mean, his his race tactics are perfect. Yep, I agree. Finally, you know who else has great race t- tactics? Julie. Yes, she does. Ju- Julius yeah. is a great racer. Great racer. No doubt. I, I agree. Um, well, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say anything else. No, absolutely. Julie is a phenomenal racer. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to, I just wanted yeah, to put, I, I, yeah, point that sorry. out. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, everybody knows how I feel about that. But also in that race, I wanted to mention not a PTN guest, but... Maybe a future guest. Maybe a future yes. guest. Uh, Robbie Andrews, second place. Mm-hmm. Also had a great race. Great race. Great, great race. People think sometimes a suspect racer because he starts from way behind, but uh, ran awesome. Uh, hopefully have him on the show. Uh, he is, of course, a UVA Wahoo, mm-hmm. uh, graduated there a few years back. Or very recently. Or very recently because he went back, yeah. And then third place, also exciting. Third place, also exciting. Uh, former employee at the 14th Street Store's boyfriend, um, <laughs> we have such a close association. We well, I mean, we talked about Kate Grace's boyfriend last week, so we could yeah. talk about Ben Blankenship's girlfriend. You should have said it like this, though. You should have said former employee of 14th Street's boyfriend. Boyfriend, right. <laughs> uh, made the team, Ben Blankenship. Uh, third place finish. Not somebody who a lot of folks selected. So he did. I predicted oh, yeah, him. I predicted that. Oh, really? Sure, well, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I, well, maybe not many folks being one out of the three of us here. <laughs> I didn't predict him as I thought Manzano would have that spot, but beats out Manzano, who was a uh, two-time Olympian. Mm-hmm. So and awesome. a silver medalist in and 2012. And a silver medalist in 2012. He still has a chance to run for Mexico, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Before people uh, yeah. harass me about right. this, I need to explain. He, After yeah. he got the silver medal... He, wearing the USA jersey, he did his victory lap. He grabbed a U.S. flag and a Mexico flag and did his victory lap in London uh, with both of those. That's why I made that comment. No other reason. Fairly controversial. Yes. Um, But I think Ben, uh, he's been working really hard. And for me, he was definitely going to be in the top three. Yeah, well, you guys nailed it. Yeah. that That was awesome. See, I was excited for him. Then we had the women's... Now... You can say she wasn't necessarily a guest. She's got a sounder that says, you're listening to Pace the Nation. We played a little game with her. Don't call it a guest. Say she's been on the show. Been on the show. Jenny Simpson, mm-hmm. much like Centrowitz, uh, dominated fashion. Yeah. Fashion, yeah. Very decisive, winning the 1,500 meters. Uh, not much doubt there. I think she led pretty much the whole way or was in position pretty much the whole way. Yeah. And She raced really well. Raced very well. and. You know, as I'm watching these races, these favorites, I was getting more and more afraid for the Jenny Simpsons and the Centrowitz with all these people falling. The falling. There's a I mean, lot yeah. of falls. Is this it, was there more this mm-hmm. year? Yeah. yeah. It, it felt like it. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's exactly what I was nervous about because, yeah. as I said on last week's show, I just want the, the U.S. favorites, the metal favorites, to be able to go out and, and uh, get, get the on the team. And yep. and as we know, Brenda didn't. Yep. Can we talk about the women's fifteen so for the a second? 15, yeah, yep. definitely. Yep. In the semifinal, the announcer said something about how loaded the field was, mm-hmm. uh, and how Morgan Usaini had a chance. Yep. I I honestly thought that that was I I, I thought no way it's a three woman race. I mean it's it's going to be Jenny Simpson, Shannon Roberry, 
and Brenda Martinez, and they were going to easily make it. I have to say the race was much more exciting and much closer than Absolutely. I thought. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm so, so happy. No no offense to the girl who got fourth, but so happy that Brenda Martinez made the team because obviously, you know, she was, uh, it wasn't her fault. And it was, I think she was kind of robbed out of a spot in the 800. So I was really happy for no, her. I, I definitely was too. And uh, the fourth place. Amanda Eccleson. Girl runs for Brooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was tough luck for her there. But I mean, it, uh, you were confident it was going to be Martinez. I just don't know how these folks, and we're getting track nerdy here. I don't know how these <laughs> folks really respond to running the 800 meter heats, the 800 meter, because isn't there three heats? How many? Yeah, there's like, three heats for each event. So to, that's so many races. And it's just hard to. Yeah. For Brenda, like, I think this is a testament to how tough she is and how strong her endurance is that she was able to go through three 800 meter heats and three 1500 meter heats and make the team. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, props to her. She outleans Eccleston, outdove, outdove no. Eccleston, <laughs> yeah, and and makes makes and the Olympic team in the fifteen hundred. The other thing that I love about that race is when you're watching Jenny at the end. So Jenny's like happy she won, but you know Brenda's on the ground, doesn't think she made the team. Like nobody really knows who got yeah. third, and Jenny is staring at the scoreboard trying to figure out if Brenda made the team. Like she didn't even really care that. Well, uh, she did care. She won, you sure. know. But she was like, did Brenda make the team? Like that was yeah. what she cared about Very the most. Cool. And, and uh, she's the one that goes over, picks Brenda up, and tells her she moment. made the team. Yeah, that's yeah. like yeah, it was cool. That was really cool. I love those New Balance girls. <laughs> New Balance fan girl. All right, and one other we mentioned that uh, Centrowitz and uh, Simpson are both medal contenders. Another medal contender who we've had on the program before, Molly Huddle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, two, not one, but two races, the five thousand and the 10,000 meter race. We talked about the 10,000 that she won last week on the program, but she went out and pretty much dominated the 5k as well. So she led, I I think she led pretty much all 15,000 meters of the races, right? (laughs) I mean, 15 K of, of running up front, almost 10 miles of running up front from Molly huddle. And she's not going to run the 5k, right? That's correct. Yep. But uh, so who gets in because of that? So it was interesting because Molly won, mm-hmm. um, Houlihan gets second, Kim Connolly gets third, mm-hmm. and then Emily Infield she got fourth, and then Abby Diagostino got fifth. Got it. And so Emily and Molly are both already on the 10k team, and there was some question if they would run both races. Mm-hmm. So Molly isn't running the 10k and then emily took another day to say that she wasn't going to do the 10k so abby diacosino is into the 5k now nice which of course you love because she's She's a new balance girl (laughs) (laughs) right and if you saw on um, the internet uh, kim abby brenda and jenny all had shirts from new balance and they all switched so they were all wearing another like another girl's shirt that's like go jenny or yep there you go yeah well, I don't know if, it, if if people remember either, but wasn't Abby Abby D apostrophe? Wasn't she the uh, one that Kim Connolly outleaned in in 2012? It was it was more uh, or, Julia or Lucas, yeah. Oh, but it was more Lucas. it was more Julia Lucas, but yeah, Abby Diagostino was, right was right there uh, too. Yeah. They, she outleaned him. Well, the, then then to say uh, then I guess Abby just barely missed out on a on an Olympic spot in 2012. So that's kind of cool. That yep. I mean, she was right there in the mix on race night didn't quite get that spot so it's kind of cool that she gets a gets to make an olympic team as well and she was one of the favorites going in for sure um Mm -hmm. but she had a stress fracture earlier this year so she lost a lot of training as well well it was a cool week i also wanted to mention kate murphy 
uh, made the semifinals. We had her coach on the program uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, and she made the semifinals. Of course, she's a junior at Lake Braddock, uh, so she did awesome. She's going to go to Poland for the uh, Junior Worlds. Also, just just real quick, we haven't talked about this guy, but this this kid from T.C. Williams, yes, Noah Lyles, mm-hmm. was fourth in the 200 meters, and for a while it looked like he might even make the Olympic team. This is a kid in our backyard. I know, literally in our backyard. Uh, we haven't talked about it. Of course, we don't. T- we talk mostly distance running on the program. But if it's less than 800 meters, we're not <laughs> interested. We're not, <laughs> right, but this this guy, I mean, really, really cool story. Uh, Alexandria kid, he's got a brother who's i think a year older than him a year younger than him, who's also a stud runner he runs the 400 he was injured or probably would have been in the trials himself but right here in your backyard two of the best youth sprinters uh not only in the country but in the world yeah so really cool for to see noah lyle's fourth place congrats to all the athletes especially the pace the nation guests and the ones that matter the most <laughs> exactly who've been on the program in the past uh, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, go buy Pacers Running today. Go buy the web store, actually. Pick up a Pace the Nation t-shirt. You can go on runpacers.com backslash podcast, and you can see that there are Pace the Nation shirts still available. Go buy yourself one today. Uh, Docs is wearing one at the... Uh, at the event last week, and how did it do wicking the sweat? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure anything <laughs> would have wicked the sweat well in that 100% humidity. So let's not give uh, it a bad rap because it didn't necessarily wick also, the sweat. Also, I'm not the best model for <laughs> yeah. for sweat wicking. Point is, you could buy yourself a Pace the Nation shirt, one just like Doc's has. Go ahead, twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah. Get out there and go buy one today. Also, we have a store in Princeton, New Jersey, 7 Palmer Square. So for you fans and folks up in New Jersey, visit us there today. Additionally, of course, we've got to mention our snack sponsor. Mm-hmm. want to thank Greg. and Whoa. Hey, Greg, you gave us too much wine. <laughs> <laughs> she had a half glass. I had, I had a few sips. Did you really have too much of that? No. It was gross. I can't believe you finished it. Additionally, I wanted to thank our uh, snack sponsor, ASICS. Of course, is the official snack sponsor of Pace the Nation, uh, Greg and Joanna. You actually helped Greg today. I got to go to the grocery store with him and see how his process works. Figured out how the magic happens with the snacks. How was it? It was an interesting look behind the scenes. <laughs> Did you also uh, help write the note? Because he always leaves us a nice note. No, 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 hand no, in no that. note. Oh man, no, no hand in that. Okay. All right. Well, uh, if the snacks are bad today, Docs, we can blame Joanna. Blame Joanna. Well, so. tell us, tell us about the the process. Yeah, because you you said a little bit in the pre production. Um, well, Greg puts a lot more thought into this than I thought he did. Mm-hmm. Um, he likes to vary the colors, so make sure that we have a lot of different colors represented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really likes to give a little healthy, something a little hearty, something a little mm-hmm. sweet. Um, always a drink. And mm-hmm. then uh, things that will will stay for a couple of weeks as well. So yeah. th- three pieces of pie. Is there any sort of is there a backstory that I missed on pie? Well, that's what you eat on Bastille Day. <laughs> oh, is that right? I eat baguettes. <laughs> um, so 
I I was gonna play a game because I think didn't we guess like we we had to guess each other's Thanksgiving pie. Once? Oh yeah, we did. And Farley and I got you were the only one that got everyone. Yeah, right. I was. I was. So really maybe good that's the reason. Reason. I mean, he is a loyal listener. Yeah. Well, f- I, I I wanted to do a game because there's a, a, a slice of peach pie, a slice of apple pie, and a slice of uh, blueberry pie. Right. Uh, but I'm going to predict that Farley's going to eat the blueberry pie. <laughs> yeah, because I have it in my hand. <laughs> I am eyeing this pie. <laughs> he already reached to get it. So go ahead and grab yourself a fork. Yeah. Um, and then, Joanna, you you, uh, you choose between the remaining fruit pies. Oh, no, no, no. Whichever one you want. Well, you know I'm going to take the, the apple pie then. Okay, then I'll take the peach one. So peach pie go. for... for so uh, just just to be clear, I'm blueberry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc's is... Apple and then mm. Joanna's peach. Very important stuff here I, on Pace the Nation. I would say that if you are somebody who wants to play in the trivia games going yeah. forward, you might want to write that down. All right, guys. Great show. 63 in the books. You guys are enjoying mouthful of pie right now this is good pie uh thanks to our guest brian danza who came on to promote the dc roadrunners track one mile and 3k championship over at dunbar high school you can check out dcroadrunners.org for all the information on them of course you can tweet us all the time at pace the nation you can also email us at pace the nation at gmail.com but you can't check us out on Facebook yet. Not yet. We'll, we'll work on that soon. All right. That was William E. Docs. And for Joanna E. Russo, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We will see you next week. That was good. This was good stuff here. I'm I'm not sure far, why Farley hasn't asked Brian Danza who's the boss. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, you know, we were flying the other day and uh, we we're listening to XM Radio and uh, Elton John's "Hold Me Closer" Tiny Dancer came on, and yeah. that's the other one that they make fun of me for. <laughs> Hold me closer, Brian Danza. Way to go, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I didn't quite I didn't quite nail the lyrics there.